0: Today, in our first reading, we have this example of these uh, martyrs, these men from from the family of the Maccabees who were tortured for the sake of uh, being faithful to God's law, being faithful to what they believed. And we've got many, many examples throughout history of saints who were able to suffer and to die with joy, to suffer and die with a smile on their faces. In the, in the New Testament, we have the story of St. Stephen, who was stoned to death, whose bones were being broken by rocks, by stones, and was being bruised, hit all over his body on his head with stones, and, and he died with his face like that of an angel looking up into heaven with a smile on his face. We've got the example of the apostles in, in the Acts of the Apostles who, who were beaten and whipped and left that uh, experience rejoicing, rejoicing. Because they've been able to suffer for the sake of the name. And then more recently we've got the example of other saints like St. Saint Maria Goretti. You probably know the story of St. Maria Goretti who was, was stabbed to death by an aggressor, by this young man named Alessandro. And, uh, and as she was dying in the hospital of her stabbing wounds, she chose to forgive him. She said, I forgive him and I want to have him with me in heaven. I forgive him as God has forgiven him, and I want to have him with me in heaven. And then, and then other saints like St. Saint Maximilian Kolbe. You've probably heard the story of, of St. Maximilian who, who uh, was in the concentration camp and offered his life in the place of another man who was going to be condemned to death. And then spent his last days being starved to death practically in, in prison, encouraging others, singing with others, praying with others as he, as he died this slow death. How is it that Christians can suffer such terrible, atrocious things and so much pain and at the same time be joyful and happy and smile in the midst of their suffering? It's because of our hope. Our hope as Christians. Nuestra esperanza como cristianos nos da la, la capacidad de sufrir con alegría. Ahí el ejemplo estaba diciendo... El ejemplo de muchos santos eh, a través de la historia que han sufrido y han muerto por su fe con alegría, con una, son- una sonrisa en la cara. Como el ejemplo de San Esteban, que que lo mataron a pedradas en el-, en el Nuevo Testamento. Que murió sufriendo ese gran sufrimiento, pero con una sonrisa, con la cara como un ángel. no También el ejemplo de los apóstoles En, en los actos de los apóstoles que, que eh, fueron torturados y salieron de ahí con alegría de haber podido sufrir por el nombre de Cristo. Con alegría. ¿Cómo se puede hacer esto? ¿Cómo es posible? Santa María Goretti estaba diciendo que, que fue, fue martirizada a, a cuchilladas. ¿No? Y mientras estaba muriendo en el hospital, perdonó a su agresor, diciendo que qu- quisiera que él estuviera con ella en el cielo. Y la la conclusión, creo, que es esto, que, que nuestra fe en lo que, lo que está por venir, nuestra esperanza en el cielo, nos da la capacidad de sufrir con alegría, de sufrir con una sonrisa. Now, I think that many of us... Um, When we think about heaven, about what our hope is, what our lives are directed towards, what we're living for, um, sometimes we kind of have maybe a bit of an infantile way of of looking at heaven. We have maybe a childish way of seeing heaven. When we were little, um, our our idea of heaven, at least my idea of heaven when I was little was that it was just like a glorified version of all the good things on earth. You know, the, the food that I liked, I would have a lot of it in heaven. You know, and the games that I like to play, I'd be able to play all day in heaven. And I think that that's kind of limited because um, it's just, all, all it would be would just be more of the good things we have here on earth. More of those good things. Um, I think that we get kind of hung up on, on the idea of heaven. Maybe like, like the Sadducees in today's gospel, they, they're, they're stuck on this idea of whether a man can be married seven times in heaven, right? Whether marriage is going to exist in heaven or not. Maybe for us to even get hung up on that, you know, how could I be happy in heaven if there was no marriage? If Jesus says that there's not going to be any marriage in heaven, how could I be happy when I'm there? I think it shows that our idea of heaven is somewhat limited. There are other, other religions that have a, that same limited, limitation, that uh, believe that, that heaven is just where you get your own planet and, and you're, you rule over this, this other world, right, and you're the king of this planet. Right? Or you get a whole bunch of extra wives. You know, I think, I think the Muslim religion believes that. You get a whole bunch of wives in heaven. Right? Um, it's not really very heavenly. It's just a better form of earth. Whereas Christians have a completely different, a completely more elevated version of what heaven is. Heaven is sharing in God's glory. Now, what does that mean? Right? What does it mean to share in God's glory? It's, it's something that we can't imagine. It's something that we can't uh, picture or paint. It's something infinite, something spiritual. But it's something that's also infinitely greater than anything here on earth. In heaven we have no need of material things, of all these things on earth that don't actually really satisfy us. All these material things that let us down. In heaven we have the one thing that satisfies us, which is God. God. God himself, who created us for himself, who created us to be with him. Entonces, nuestra esperanza para el cielo puede ser a veces un poco, un poco um, desfigurada. ¿Cómo imaginamos el cielo? Cuando yo era, yo era joven, yo imaginaba el cielo como, como una versión mejor de todo lo que yo tenía aquí en, en la tierra. ¿no? La comida que a mí me gustaba, yo tendría muchísimo de esa comida en el cielo o los juegos que a mí me gustaban yo podría jugarlos todo el día en el cielo ¿no? y hay otras religiones que tienen también esa misma limitación que creen que el cielo es solamente tener mucho de las cosas que a nosotros nos gustan aquí en la tierra pero la idea cristiana del cielo es muy distinta la idea cristiana del cielo es, es que compartimos la gloria misma de Dios mismo compartimos su gloria Entonces es algo que no podemos imaginar, que no podemos pintar ni ni crear una imagen en en nuestras mentes porque es algo espiritual, pero es algo infinitamente mejor de lo que tenemos en la Tierra. No necesitamos las cosas terrenas en el cielo. A veces la gente gente se pone a pensar, pues yo tendré mi perro en el cielo, ¿no? Y los niños preguntan eso. ¿En el cielo hay hay perros, hay... Hay gatos, ¿no? Y no no podemos imaginar un un cielo sin estas cosas. Pero el cielo es infinitamente mejor que esto. No está lleno de las cosas que, que nos queremos y buscamos aquí en la tierra. Es el lugar donde nos llenamos de Dios. Que nos creó para sí mismo. So, there are many Christians who have hoped in heaven. There are many Christians who, who throughout, their, throughout their lives have had this, this great hope in heaven and have lived inspired by this hope. And the story of the Maccabees, which we read in the first reading today, was, was, was an example of that. These Christians who are willing to suffer and to die for the sake of God's law because they have a hope in something greater that's going to come in the next life, right? So they, so they say, uh, one of them says to, uh, to the king, that he believes in another king, a greater king, the king of heaven and earth, who is going to allow him to live forever. And the other one, he, he says he, he holds out his hands for them to cut off and his tongue for them to cut off. And he says, I don't know how he said this with his tongue sticking out, but anyway, he says, he says I got these from heaven, and it from, from heaven I hope to get them back again. right? These men who have a great hope in the life to come to the point where they're willing to sacrifice themselves. They're sure that they're going to be raised again from the dead. So Christians need to have this hope filling their hearts. We need to live our lives with this hope, constantly filling our hearts, to go throughout our day constantly with with the idea that very soon I am going to go to heaven. But in reality, we often hope in other things. We hope in all those other things that as kids, we thought would fill up our days in heaven. So, I think when i was when I was seven, my greatest hope when I was a little kid, my greatest hope was to have uh, this a, a new bike. At one point for my birthday, I actually got a new bike, right? And I had it's like it seemed to me that if I had this bike, all of my desires would be filled. you know, I would be completely happy. And then I rode my bike for a little bit, and probably after like an hour, I got tired of it, and I realized that heaven was not having a bicycle. And then I think when you're a teenager, you probably have the experience of thinking that Heaven is going to be getting married someday, having the perfect relationship. You know, that's, that's going to be heaven. And I dated when I was a teenager. And I had the experience of realizing that, that a lot of times, being with someone brought me very close to having an experience like heaven, right? But I also had the experience of realizing that that was just something passing, that it wasn't what was going to fill me completely and, and fulfill all the desires of my heart, and while I was in seminary, my siblings were getting married, and I started to hear their stories of their, of their lives and their relationships and, you know, how things were sometimes very difficult. And, and little by little, I began to realize, you know, married life isn't actually heaven. Maybe you can relate to that. Married life isn't actually heaven. So it's a hope that I had as a teenager that later on I realized was not going to fulfill me completely And then when we get older, I think our idea, the things we put our hope in, can can change a little bit. It becomes maybe success. If I could be really successful in my job, then I would have it all. Or fame. If I could just get people to applaud me and to appreciate me and to think, wow, he's awesome, then I would be fulfilled. And little by little, we realize those things are not going to fulfill us. So when we come before God, we need to say to him, Lord, all of these things that I have put my hope in have let me down. And now I know there is only one thing that can really fulfill me and satisfy me. I place my hope in you. Like the words of the psalm today, at least the psalm in English, said, Lord, when your glory appears, my heart will be full. Lord, when your glory appears, my heart will be full. Entonces, Los cristianos tenemos que vivir con con ese deseo para el cielo, con ese anhelo para el cielo. Tenemos que vivir con una esperanza muy grande que llena nuestro corazón y que lo llena siempre, que que nos acompaña todo el día y toda nuestra vida. Pero en realidad nosotros ponemos nuestra esperanza en otras cosas. Tendemos a, a poner nuestra esperanza en las cosas uh, que pasan aquí en la tierra. Yo creo que cuando somos jóvenes, ponemos la, la esperanza en cosas, en cosas terrenas, cosas como una. ¿Cómo se dice bicycle en español? Una bicicleta, gracias. <risa> una bicicleta. No, que ponemos nuestra esperanza. Cuando yo tenía 7 años, ponía mi esperanza en esa bicicleta. Y una vez finalmente mis, mis papás me regalaron la bicicleta para, para el cumpleaños. Y, y dije, sí, ahora lo tengo todo. Y creo que después de una hora ya estaba cansado de usarlo. ¿no? Lo mismo con, con cuando somos jóvenes. Eh, en, en la prepa yo yo tenía una novia y creía realmente que esta relación me iba a llenar. Que iba a ser como el cielo. Y poco a poco uno se da cuenta de que, que una relación romántica no es el cielo. Cuando yo era en el seminario, mis mis hermanos iban casándose, se iban casando, y poco a poco escuchaba sus historias, sus dificultades, y uno se da cuenta que el matrimonio tampoco es el cielo, ¿no? Para ustedes es obvio, yo tuve que descubrirlo, ¿no? Yo tuve que descubrirlo a, a través de mis hermanos, ¿no? El matrimonio tampoco es el cielo, pero muchas veces ponemos nuestra esperanza en estas cosas. Y tenemos que venir delante de Dios el domingo y cuando rezamos y reconocer, Señor, yo sé que he puesto mi esperanza en muchas otras cosas. He puesto mi esperanza en las cosas que pasan y las cosas que no me llenan de verdad. Y, Y descubrir que solo hay una cosa que nos puede llenar y que es Dios. So what does it look like? What does it look like? Just to conclude here when we When we fill our lives with the true hope of heaven, I believe that if we do that we'll end up being really free we'll end up being really free, like the people that we, that we read about in the in the book of Maccabees and the the saints that I mentioned at the beginning. We have the freedom of being able to give of ourselves and to give things up when we live with our hope in heaven and we realize that we will never die, that heaven lasts forever, that it's, it's perfect happiness forever, then we realize that this life is actually really short. This life, how long is it in comparison to heaven? If you could put infinity beside 80 years, how, how small would 80 years look? This life is so, so short compared to heaven. And it's going by fast. And we don't even know how long it's going to last. This could be our last day. So someone who lives with that in mind, how does he live? A Christian who lives with, with his hope set in heaven is able to give freely. He's able to when he sees someone in need, can give up his own things and sacrifice his own stuff because all this stuff doesn't matter to him. He's living for something infinitely greater, and he knows that all this stuff is just going to pass anyways very soon. Um, the same applies with our time. When I when I when I live for heaven, I don't think of, of today or or the time i have my free time that i have as being really really important to me it's all passing anyways and what i'm going to live for is something that's infinitely better than that so if i have to give up my time to volunteer at church or to do some kind of service for someone else or just to help someone else around the house it's not even a sacrifice for me i've got my eyes set on something infinitely greater and giving up something so small as a as a moment of my free time is almost nothing you know, how much time do I spend watching Netflix or on social media or something, right? When I could be doing, it, doing something much greater, making a sacrifice for someone else? You know, I, uh, I think that idea of freedom applies to so many things in our lives. There's an example of a family I know who, who bought a new vehicle, and they got this big van. It's kind of ugly, uh, kind of cumbersome, right? They probably could have spent their money on a nice-looking sports car, But they said, well, we we decided to get this van because we do so much volunteering at the church for our youth group, and we're always driving people around, that we realized that we needed this, right? Their eyes are set on something much greater than themselves, because they have a hope in heaven. I hope that we can live that way. I hope that we can strive to live that way, to put our hope for real in the things that matter, in the things that are eternal. Nosotros tenemos que vivir con nuestra esperanza en el cielo. Y cuando hacemos esto, cambia nuestra vida. Nos hace más generosos. Nos da la capacidad de dar de nosotros mismos. Nos da la capacidad de sacrificarnos para los demás. Cuando tenemos un poco de tiempo libre, no nos cuesta sacrificarlo para alguien que tiene necesidad. Porque no estamos viviendo para este tiempo. No estamos viviendo para este este mundo. Estamos viviendo para el cielo. I'll stand and profess our faith together. I believe in one God.